Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Guys, we're packing off yet another year. It's been a great year and thank you so much for all your listens in 2017. Yes, thank you very much. We've actually crossed 175,000 listens for 2017 alone. And that basically means that we are close to 300,000 listens in the last two years or a little more than that. But anyway, the marketer in me tells me that this is approximately 20% higher than our listens in 2016. So thank you once again. Wow, that's really, really great. And uh, thank you so much, guys. Kunal, do you have a favorite episode that you'd like to tell us about? Oh, without doubt, it has to be. And it is the Mika Hakkinen interview. So if you guys have missed it, do remember to tune back in you can find it on our audio boom or on our iTunes page and guess what with you know not surprisingly it has gone on to become the most listened to episode of the season yeah and i actually have some other favorite episodes too so what i'm going to do is i'll put links to those episodes in the text supporting this podcast so guys look out for that so by the way before we start here's a special birthday wish for our awesome listener Atul here's wishing you a belated happy birthday and uh, I believe he was one of the first if not the first listeners of our podcast so <laughs> he's a special one Yes by the way he happens to be my father oh, he really? is <laughs> Well he is my father and in fact it was his idea to cast Mithila on the show a few years back so thanks pop and uh, he's a one Pablo Montoya fan but I'm sure that much like a lot of us He too isn't aware of what JPM is up to these days as well. So <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in this last episode of ours we're going to talk about a lot of things formula 1 like we always do. Yeah, we're going to talk about formula 1 2.0. My god, that's a <laughs> weird tongue twister. Yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> of uh, grid girls, no grid girls. We're going to talk of McLaren and Honda for the very last time or will that actually be for the very last time? We're going to talk of Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, and a whole host of things so uh, do remain tuned in and like i said earlier you know subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audio Boom for your weekly dose of formula 1 humor so formula 1 2.0 no grid girls too and honestly kunal i am all for it i remember we had grid boys in monaco a few races ago and that was a welcome change actually So was it a welcome change because you're a woman and you enjoyed seeing boys doing <laughs> a different role or what was it anyway <laughs> I think I'm all for like you know grid pets like dogs or cats <laughs> or something you know Well in that Let's case Let's do away with the gender yeah, business I think I know uh, what or who Hamilton's grid pets would be they'll be Roscoe and whoever yeah. <laughs> whoever is other pet is I forget the name Coco 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 yeah So but frankly I would go with whatever stops objectification of women 
and i also know that a lot of grid girls choose the profession because it helps pay bills etc so let's hope that that need want balance is managed in some way well said kunal so the bigger change for 2018 that formula 1 is also talking about is making cars go faster and that's by two whole seconds so that's immense kunal what this basically means is that sauber will finally lap at the same pace as mercedes <laughs> and the only problem is that it's like one season too late a little too late but okay <laughs> Um for me I don't really care about how fast or how much faster formula 1 cars can go will go let's face it they're already fast everyone knows that what I honestly care about is how the cars race when they're next to each other Felipe Massa also indicated the same thing that the cars are the biggest problem that need to be fixed That's strange right in formula 1 <laughs> the cars are the biggest problems It's, to fix Let's not get started <laughs> Uh like uh, Lewis Hamilton said formula 2 can't be better sounding and more entertaining than formula 1 and in my view Hamilton and Ricciardo are hands down the most honest drivers that we'll find on the grid this season maybe this is exactly why the owners of formula 1 were happy to port charles leclerc from formula 2 you know basically take away their entertaining factor <laughs> <laughs> oh while we are at it can we just get formula 2 cars as well like they look the same they like i said you know they race well enough and uh, but let's let's be let let me be even more frank you know uh for formula 1 to be the fastest fiercest racing category with the best drivers in the world doesn't take too much uh it is actually the self interest of the participating teams that's created a massive political hurdle all along the way and this isn't new to formula 1 and like martin brundle said liberty media should define the future of formula 1 and leave it to the teams join or leave and if ferrari go it's actually their loss because no other racing category in the world offers ferrari as much advertising and exposure as formula 1 does grand so interesting and i have to add that in 2017 ferrari were mentioned on every single episode of the inside line f1 podcast i think what 20 times 100 times <laughs> so if they leave they're going to miss out on all the exposure on our awesome channels <laughs> no bias whatsoever <laughs> uh let's also talk about the F1 live events. So the first of this was held in London earlier this year and there are going to be five such global events in 2018 so they're really expanding the footprint. I hear that Marseille in France is already one of the chosen venues and I think the question on everyone's mind though is whether Lewis Hamilton is going to be there attending these events <laughs> you want to bet kunal well i think i will bet on the fact that liberty media will make it sort of mandatory for drivers to attend and rightfully so it would be a shame if formula 1 puts up such a massive grand scale of an event and the reigning world champion isn't there to promote it so uh the bigger question on my mind is would the free to all formula 1 live events get more popular in time than the grand prix themselves because uh, let's face it the cars and drivers are closer to the fans they use the better sounding v8 engines okay which which the fans anyway appreciate and uh, the cars are doing donuts and spins and all the other so called fun friend friendly stuff yeah and you know i'm just thinking that if these uh, live events happen at cities which don't actually host formula 1 it's opening up a whole new audience who's perhaps starved for live action of formula 1 so you know they just be excited about it and 
honestly having the drivers not blocked behind you know paddock walls and thousand layers of access is only good for the sport yeah and uh, for me apart from planning which grand prix to attend in 2018 i'm also planning which live event to attend next season is <laughs> yeah it would be great to have a calendar in advance so we could plan <laughs> Anyway, wherever we go, guys, we are going to promise to bring you Formula One in our style, with our humor, and we've been doing this since two thousand and eleven. So yes, we're here to stay. <laughs> um, yes, we're here to stay. And the other piece of news that Liberty Media has released is that of an increase in circuit attendance in two thousand and seventeen. Uh, well, Sebastian Vettel wouldn't be too pleased to know that Baku saw a hundred and forty percent increase in attendance. Wow! And after how entertaining this year's races, I'm not uh, gonna be surprised if the number shoots up next year as well. <laughs> and uh, Silverstone and the Circuit of the Americas—they saw a decrease in overall attendance. But I really liked what Liberty Media did. So they put out a comparative reference among the other large-scale sporting events, like you know the UEFA Champions League, the NBA, etc., just to give a benchmark. Yes, that's actually smart because I remember when I was selling sponsorships at Force India, potential potential clients would generally run such comparisons themselves or via their agencies because uh, teams and the sport of Formula One do compete with other similar sports leagues. Now, when I say similar, I don't mean in terms of motorsport. I mean other large-scale yeah. sports events and uh, the participating teams for overall sponsorship money as well and there's only so much sponsorship money available out there so it's it's good uh, that formula 1 is doing this and it's also good that uh, formula 1 boasts of more attendance than other sports events but you know here's the caveat they've not indicated the size of the circuits and their seating capacities because across different uh, sports there are different arenas with different seating capacities and uh, i'd like to know what the seating percentage number to formula 1 events is in comparison to other sport kunal that's a very fascinating thought i think that this episode of our podcast should be called the inside line marketing podcast or something <laughs> given how much marketing talk we've been having but anyway news from mercedes so they reported a 2.3 million pound loss 2.3 million pounds lost and this is despite being crowned quadruple world champions it's just so weird you know the business of formula 1 i don't understand <laughs> well i also find it weird that uh, toro wolf publicly declared that esteban ocon wasn't on mercedes's radar for 2019 and uh, i don't know if that's to reduce any pressure on ocon or to keep the silly season as uh, full of suspense as possible but if this is true then let's see if ferrari end up poaching esteban ocon because the sooner ocon gets into a front running car the better it is for formula 1 and the better it is for that particular team as well. Yes, we know you're a Nokon fan and you're, you know, uh, making all those calls to the paddock to see where he can get placed in the seasons to come. It's okay, Kunal. And anyway, that reminds me. So Nikki Lauda said that Mercedes never offered Verstappen a deal and that Bottas is and was the right decision for Mercedes. Ouch. So, I don't know, is he just putting rumors to rest or what? And uh, you know, usually Nikki Lauda is the most sensible person in the Mercedes camp. and uh, i'm not sure if he's making sense here or he's just playing with his fellow austrians in red bull racing it's very strange <laughs> well i think the latter is very possible you know nikki's got this whole playful mood of his uh, which uh, which comes out even during his comments so i think he's really playing with uh, red bull racing out there 
And uh, by the way, Nico Rosberg has replaced the great Niki Lauda as a television pundit uh, for a German television channel, which makes me wonder just how many things was Niki Lauda up to or is Niki Lauda up to? <laughs> because, because amidst his role at Mercedes, I wonder when would he have found the time to play his pundit's role for the television channel. And, you know, this also makes me wonder how soon before Formula One uses this opportunity to get Nico Rosberg to interview Lewis Hamilton on the podium. Kunal, I can't wait. I'm like so excited <laughs> at that prospect. Well, frankly, I thought that Rosberg would end up managing Hamilton's career after he retired from Formula One, just the way he's managing Robert Kubica's career. But it seems that neither driver wants to resurrect their friendship. And speaking of Kubica, so I am still eagerly waiting to hear of his announcement. I think it was nice of Felipe Massa to offer some sort of perspective towards Williams's uh, financial mindset towards choosing a driver for 2018. You know, just so that people don't end up getting disappointed in case Kubica doesn't make the cut. But still, you know, we wait. <laughs> Yeah, I also read that Williams may have purposely uh, released false information about Sergi Sirotkin being faster than Robert Kubica. It just sounds so strange. But anyway, uh, apparently they would have or they could have released false information about this to prove their point in case they hire Sirotkin. And uh, But let's face it, this is how Formula One works. So let's not express any surprise out here. Yeah, like I am not surprised that Robert Kubica offered to pay Seven million, that's seven million dollars for the first seven races. And this possibly means that Kubica could be the fastest paid driver of 2018, you know, if that happens. <laughs> so I think that would make us uh, dislike yeah. paid drivers a little <laughs> less, maybe. Yes, and uh, maybe he could be the fastest paid driver ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, moving on in Ferrari's news, uh, Sergio Marchioni has promised that. Uh, Vettel will be less emotional in 2018 and I wonder if Ferrari are actively working on Vettel's psychological side to ensure that the issues from 2017 never repeat. In that case, I also hope that they're working with Kimi Raikkonen to ensure that he's, you know, back in top form in 2018. Of course, we know that Ferrari cost Raikkonen victory in at least three races in 2017. But uh, Marcioni has indicated that 2018 could be Raikkonen's last season. And Kunal, I want it to be a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, Marcioni has also announced what we expected uh, him to announce after his quit threat. That is of Ferrari's intention uh, to start a breakaway series. Now, my concern with a breakaway series is that if it's a Ferrari-only series, it might not work. Because uh, in this modern age of Formula 1, we need a Mercedes-only series to have the best drivers interested. Yeah, and I'm wondering if the out-of-work Bernie Ecclestone, you know, he'll uh, come back from retirement and he'll be working behind the scenes to help Ferrari launch this breakaway series. And uh, Ecclestone's love for Ferrari is anyway no secret, you know, over all these years. Yeah, that's... So I'm just wondering if there's going to be like some coup or conspiracy out of nowhere. It's quite <laughs> exciting. Well, with Bernie Ecclestone at the helm of a breakaway series, I really wonder what's going to come of it. But, you know, even if this doesn't happen, uh, I think Bernie Ecclestone should join Formula E. And he should lead Formula E to what he led Formula 1 to. Because the news just a week before was that Canada is not going to be hosting a 
the season-ending race in Formula E uh, next season. So with Bernie Ecclestone around, we know that almost every race or rather every race was hosted come what may. But uh, coming back to Ferrari, uh, Ferrari is definitely trying everything they can to get themselves uh, preferential treatment from Formula One yet again. Because I too doubt that they will quit uh, Formula One. Because like we said before, the sheer quantity of publicity and coverage that they receive from Formula One is unmatched from any other form of motorsport. Yes, and it is this political instability that's actually impacting the cost correction that Formula One needs to make. But, you know, this reminds me of what Max Shilton, if you guys remember who Max Shilton is. Uh, this reminds me of what Max Shilton said. Uh, he said that Formula One is too unfair to be a sport. I think he also said that Formula One is not really a sport. And uh, here's what I think. Max Shilton wasn't ever a Formula One first-class grade driver at all. <laughs> so I don't think he has an opinion that matters. But Lewis Hamilton is a Formula One great piano player. And I wonder if he took lessons from his other friend who's no longer his friend, Adrian Suttle. Because, because I've seen Adrian Suttle play the piano and he too is brilliant at it. Yeah, but Kunal Lewis Hamilton also has lots of other famous musician friends. So yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if Justin Bieber plays the piano, but <laughs> not a fan, clearly. Anyway, I also like laughed really loud at that story uh, that Hamilton could have won the World Drivers' Championship for Ferrari in 2017. And I think by that logic, Vettel could have won the championship with Mercedes or basically with Ericsson. He could have won <laughs> or any driver could have won with Mercedes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing about Marcus Ericsson that I liked for 2017 was his secret Santa gift to Pierre Gasly. Uh, he gifted uh, Gasly a Viking hat. Now, let's hope that uh, Ericsson races like a Viking in 2018. And uh, the other driver who reminds me of that is, you know, Kevin Magnussen. Let's hope that he reduces his Viking-like aggression in 2018. <laughs> yeah, we've actually had a few listeners who wrote to us and were like, guys, you're a lot too harsh on Ericsson. But honestly, guys, what else can we be with a driver who's had a Q1 exit in, what, 18 out of 20 races? Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. Finally, we're on to McLaren Honda news, and this is probably for the last time ever. I don't know. I, I can't think. But Wait, Kunal, just in case you were really disappointed that we'd have no more McLaren Honda jokes, apparently Brown has already indicated that there could be the possibility of a reunion with Honda. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, Toto Wolf went and revealed how McLaren missed on Mercedes uh, being their supplier because they were unable to make up their minds in time. Ouch. That's like a, a pricey a mistake, I'd say. <laughs> Atoto Wolf also said that they wouldn't supply to Red Bull Racing because of their attitude towards engine suppliers. Well, Very interesting. <laughs> that's not surprising whatsoever. Uh, Renault anyway want out of Red Bull Racing. So let's see where Red Bull Racing land up in the next few seasons. Uh, either way, back to McLaren. McLaren's uh, confirmed that there's going to be no title sponsor in 2018 for the team. And uh, that there's a good chance they'll go back to the papaya color. So this basically means that we will have yellow and papaya colored cars in 2018. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and pink cars, let's not forget. Yeah, I mean, uh, now that I think of it, actually, barring Sauber, I think all other teams will have a single color livery in 2018. And I can't last remember when this had happened in Formula One. So we'll have red for Ferrari, silver for Mercedes, gray for Haas, and like you said, pink for Force India. Just... Uh, 
just a reminder for fans who've probably forgotten in the off season. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously white for Williams, purple for Red Bull Racing, and blue for Toro Rosso. So it's exactly like the good old days of Formula One. At least in terms of liveries, if nothing else. <laughs> Talking of Toro Rosso, congratulations to Brendan Hartley for a road being named after him in New Zealand. So there's a road called Brendan Hartley Drive, and we'll hopefully go take a drive there someday very soon. Yeah, and Kunal, after uh, you taking a ride this year with Mika Hakkinen, maybe we'll be driving alongside Hartley soon enough. Who knows? On Brendan Hartley Drive. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like fun, but... Uh, Count me in. <laughs> yeah, and congratulations to Sergio Perez. He's a father. Very interesting wow, news. Wow, interesting news. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in all year long. Uh, we will see you in the new year. And on that note, here's wishing each one of you, your friends, relatives, your family members, your pets, a very happy new year. Happy new year. Adios. Extra is the Home Depot's free loyalty program built for pros. Members earn perks just for shopping, like new Pro Extra dollars or tool rental perks. Get exclusive benefits every day that save time and money. And here's an extra extra, $20 off your next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Want to save? Join Pro Extra only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Visit the Pro Desk in-store at homedepot.com slash proextra for details.